Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Ronay, Doctor of Clinical Psychology and Trauma Specialist. Dr. Ronay Calvert is Executive Director of Live Treatment Concierge Services. Live Treatment provides a unique wraparound approach of concierge services in person and virtually, specifically tailored to each client with a level of effectiveness that transcends any other program. In her daily experience of guiding clients to recovery and emotional freedom, Dr. Renee Calvert gets real to shed light on subjects that have remained in the shadows with courage and compassion. Joined by Bindi Height, international spiritual coach and mentor from Ethical Change Agency, with the mission to inspire change makers and holistic healers to create collective change to make the world a better place through the power of human connection, purpose, and podcasts. It's time to get real. In this episode, we welcome back Curly Velasquez with his incredible insights into life and the universe. Curly is a Los Angeles-based artist. He began his career in fashion working for celebrity photographer David LaChapelle and design icon Jeremy Scott before starting his own line. He was discovered in the kitchen at BuzzFeed Studios, where he became an internet favourite. Currently, you can see him on season two and three of Vida on Stars and in the Netflix hit documentary, Mucho Mucho Amor. Let's join the conversation with Curly and Dr. Ronay. Curly, I've missed you. I miss you too. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. It meant so much to me just to be able to to share some time. And really, what's uh, what's really important about today and this month, really every day, um, mm. that we've chosen as a society to give the month of May a special level of importance, um, and that is to bring awareness to mental health. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't necessarily know what that means. Um, it can include things like suicidality. Um, it can include things like making sure that you are actually open to um, possibilities of therapy um, or psychopharmacology, um, taking medicine if it's recommended to you by someone you trust. These are all very important steps that people have to choose to make in their lives. Um, and oftentimes they need advocacy in order to make those choices. Um, because they're not in a place to really be able to deliberate and understand what is in their best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, having advocates and allies are possibly the most life-saving, you know, kind of heroic people um, that we can be surrounded by, everyday people who are willing to say, hey, um, something something more needs to be done here. So-and-so mm-hmm. is not, my friend, my family member, they're not doing as well as they could be. They're really struggling, but I can help them find help. And as someone who, as we've talked about before, um, is a human among humans, a worker among workers, as we say, you know, you've been very open with the... I don't even I would I don't even want to put words in your mouth curly and say the struggle of dementia as well as you know other people in your life who you have um been a support to um and I re- the reason why I don't want to put words in your mouth and, and call it a struggle is because I really don't feel as though when I'm looking at you speak or write um that's not that's not how it's conveyed it's not conveyed as a struggle yeah. Um, and uh, I'd like to know from you, direct, I mean, it, it's just, it's not, it's not conveyed as like this burden you carry. And, and I think it's really important to me that you all out there hear from one person, one man, 
with a lot of moving parts and a lot of things on his plate. How it is that you man? How it is that you manage to convey something that can be seen as 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 hopeless or as dark uh, or as heavy um, mm. as having someone very close to you um, being diagnosed with dementia um, in such a way that that doesn't feel that way um, yeah. to your listeners. So it's like my, my grandmother, who is like one of my best friends that has dementia. And I put a lot of it on, um, thank you for your words, by the way, they're always so nice. And I'm always like, Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Um, she's one of my best friends and, you know, we're kind of going through the whole thing of her dealing with, um, her mind and her current state and how her health and her, um, her being is, is essentially, uh, changing. And perhaps another word that people might be used is deteriorating. Um, I can't take credit for, um, people ask me like, Oh, you handle it so gracefully. You do so well. I'm like, I'm not like her caretaker, right? Like people who do caretaking, um, take on a lot of stuff. I have, uh, some of one of my cousins does a lot for her. Um, my dad does so my dad like will go from, uh, bathing her to, uh, coloring her nails to coloring her hair, uh, making sure that things are, she's well fed. Um, he does a lot. I've always told, my grandmother that I'm more of like, I'm just her entertainer, right? Like I come in, I make her laugh. I dance for her. I sing for her. Um, I'm dramatic with her, like not in a bad way, but just like, you know, today she was like, can you help me put my socks on? And I was like, yeah. So I put her socks on for her. And uh, I was like, um, oof, like, oh my God, Gladys, these like they're horrible and she's just like they're not I, they don't smell and I'm just like oh my gosh like you can't even smell it so like I'm dramatic with her to kind of like make it fun for the both of us um but then you know I'll leave the room for 10 minutes and I come back in and she's forgotten that I was even there to begin with you know she's like it's interesting because she's excited again to see me like it's like uh, I get to uh, have, see the excitement and the enjoyment of her <laughs> seeing me twice in uh, an hour, in the span of an hour. Um, but I think that in terms Hello of again. like... <laughs> exactly, exactly. 51st Dates with Grandma. 51st Dates. It's like Dory from uh, Finding Nemo. Um, but like the love and the affection like never changes. Um, it's It's definitely like intense. Like... For me, you know, I think you said like, uh, I forget word you said, but you were like, I don't want to put words in your mouth if it's like a thing. It hurts. But I think that more important, more importantly than like the pain is the, the reverence that it has blessed me with in terms of looking at life. Like seeing my grandmother kind of go through this, it's given me this whole new toolkit of being like, uh, um, how can I basically seize the day, live it up, you know, do as best as I can be messy, uh, (laughs) get your shit together, all of it, do all of it, you know? You know, it's so interesting that you say that I need to recognize, you know, like I said, I didn't want to put words in your mouth and call it a struggle. Um, because our narrative that we apply to something, what we tell ourselves, the meaning that we give it, really matter either word struggle or any word that we apply to something um especially in relation to another is is very is very loaded um Mm. there's a lot of emotional data there and it can even change from day to day you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but the no the notion though that there is a gift in these moments that happen we can't change unfortunately the course of someone's life who has dementia outside of getting them the best possible and dignified care that we can. Mm-hmm. All that is within our power to control is whether or not we are missing the moments, whether or not we are able to accept and not only accept, but cherish mm-hmm. the moments that we still have or that we're mourning so deeply for when they're gone completely, that mm-hmm. we're actually we're we're actually erasing their entire person 
even though they're still in front of us. That the parts of them, the very, very present parts of them that are still showing up, that are still loving, um, they may be saying hello twice, but it's still her saying hello, that we're not missing and overshadowing those moments because we're grieving her already passing. Every one of us, every one of us is going to pass on at some point in time. And I think that true and and in-depth mental illness, when you have a psychiatric diagnosis, when you have a medical diagnosis, that by its definition means that you are losing parts of your brain, parts of your functionality, that they are breaking away, that we're able to hold on and cherish and, and treat with integrity and dignity those parts that remain. And that is true for all of us. We yeah. don't know. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my closest friends in the entire world, someone who I think of as, as really superhuman, had an injury so terrible just this week um, that I was taken aside and spoken to and, and asked questions that really were to determine the level of um, neuroplasticity um, or paralysis, the head trauma, right, um, that could exist for the remainder of his life. Just doing something that is life-affirming and that he cherishes and that he's loved since the time he was a baby. And you're there and all of a sudden in that moment, life stands still and you, you hear something that has the power to change the course of where every day will take you from that mm-hmm. point forward. Mm-hmm. And all you do, if you're me in those moments is, is ask and the way I pray is, is different, I guess, but the way that I pray is to ask what is higher than me to give me the tools and the strength, mm. the will, the openness to endure and not only endure, but represent the best parts of the people that I love mm-hmm. to show up for them, to show up for them in the way that I know that they would and have for me and, and to remain vigilant that every single thing is done to ensure that they live their best life for however many days they have left because that's really that's really all I can control mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's not the mo- it's not the moment where I throw my hands up in the air and say why me you know um that moment come but what gets you out of those moments is recognizing that to be the person that stands next to someone behind them, beside them, at times if needed, in front of them, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. is an honor. It's an honor yeah. and it's a privilege to be that close to someone else's life, to, be, to bear witness to all their good and their, mm-hmm. who they really are as human yeah. beings. That's you know? what I always say. I always say that that's the ultimate gift that my grandmother has given me is the ability to witness her, not for just the good stuff, but for just the humanity of it, right? Like the ugly, the good, the bad, good and evil, like the beginning and the end, all in one tiny human being that I'm just watching um, essentially get ready to take on the next part of her existence. Um, it's interesting too, when you bring up God, cause I recently was thinking about, you know, one of the things that we're taught always in life, right? It's like, what is the lesson? What is the lesson meant to be learned? Everything that you happens to you is a lesson. And it kind of gives us like this, uh, reason for living, right? Like it kind of gives us this push to, um, makes sense of everything that happens to us. And I find that in this dementia, how ironic it it is that when you get to the end, you forget. And so what lessons I wonder then are you left with if you can't remember 
certain things. And so it brings up a lot of different questions in me, like philosophically, does the person, does the spirit take mm-hmm. on this uh, burden, if you will, of, of memory loss in order to teach me a lesson? Cause it has, this has taught me, is it like mm-hmm. the karmic depth that we have uh, as spirits to one another? Is this part of our contract that she will quote forget in order to help me remember um, that I need to witness life and experience it, right? Or am I then doing that thing again where I'm trying to give something meaning when it's just like, look, it's not even about lessons. It's not, life is literally about nothing else except to go out there, do the best you can and have fun. You know, like there's a lot of different things that kind of just go into it um, always. And I think no, you're very, you're very, mm-hmm. you're very, very right. Uh, not to cut you off, uh, you're mm-hmm. you're very right. I think, I think that that's you know, um, on any given day, I think a lot of people have had that conversation with me, not necessarily in those words, and and they're you know that idea, right? Uh, in Judaism, uh, the idea of to struggle with God. That is that is actually what Israel means uh, is 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 to struggle with God. Uh, he who struggles with God, the concept is something higher, and that in that struggle um, is really where uh, that we're meant to that we're meant to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. That it's not supposed to be uh, it's not supposed to be a given. Uh, like mm. ah, Ronnie Calvert, your path has been set forth. You wake up. This is what you do. No, that it's in the struggle of of figuring out the Rubik's cube, and are we even supposed to make it fit? That we actually find some of our deepest answers. And and the question of is it meaningless at all, or is I or am I giving this meaning to make sense of something really shitty that happened? You know, really painful to walk through. I certainly believe that um, it's very helpful to to have the belief that when bad things happen, that there's a reason. And I've changed that belief for myself. Uh, It is not something that I believe that other people, I'm no, uh, you know, I'm no prophet, right? From my own journey, I've had to make sense of things that have happened to me and others with regard to higher power, with regard to something as dehumanizing um, and that that has the the ability to be as dehumanizing and debilitating as mental illness can be, especially left untreated, especially with the ignorance that exists when you see uh, people, you know, the expressions, of course, from recovery of there but for the grace of God go I. People who are, are veterans here in the United States um, who suffer from mental illness because of massive post-traumatic stress disorder left unaddressed, um, left without psychotropic medications after putting their lives on the front lines Um my grandfather is a veteran. Um, many people who I know and love have served. But when I sit there and I think about, so what is the meaning in bad things happening? I don't think that all bad things happen for a reason. I don't think that things that happen to me, things that happen to loved one, things that happen to people who I'll never see or never meet, but I know mm-hmm. exist. And as one human race... As one, as one group of people on this enormous planet Earth, I do believe that we feel one another in ways that if we are really in tune uh, with being part of something so much bigger, we realize that there really is no separation between me mm. and a little girl and, and a little girl in Africa who was born into this world without resources. The separation is in time and space and culture and all of those things. I don't believe that that she was meant to be born into a world of immediate abuse um, and assault. My higher power, the one of my understanding, doesn't just kind of shake up a snow globe and say, oh, well, your life is going to look like this and is going to be uh, a reminder. Uh, you're going to serve as a walking reminder of, of the horror that can exist in life that should belong to no one, um, especially not an innocent child. Mm-hmm. However, however, the caveat to that, and this is the big caveat to that, 
is that if bad things are going to happen, which inevitably, if we live long enough, they will. And if we live big enough, they will. And if we love hard enough, they will. And they will affect us more because we have loved than if we pretended as though we didn't have that capacity. We will achieve something. We will grow even painfully from that experience because we will decide to make it count. Mm -hmm. We will decide to make it meaningful. We will apply a meaning to it so that the life that the individual in your grandmother's case can no longer remember Curly, right now, there are people that know things and things from your grandmother who have never met her mm-hmm. and may not even be able to tell you her first name. But they know from a story that they've heard from you. They have her memories. They have things that she's learned mm-hmm. after she's forgotten them. Mm-hmm. Not, not just you. You know, and mm-hmm. and isn't that an incredible thing to think about? Absolutely. That there's there that there are people out there that have been touched by her life. She doesn't remember you. She has to say hello to you twice. She sure as hell won't mm-hmm. remember them, and she won't be wrong. She's never met them. They're in there. <laughs> yeah, life. absolutely. That's a, uh-huh. that's, a, that's a cruel trick, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, I hear, here's this person. They're a big fan of yours, and she's like, "Ni los conozco," and she'd be right. I have no idea who this person is. And you're like, and yeah, that's, absolutely. You're not the crazy one here. You haven't mm. met them before. You know, this is not mm. this is not a delusion. You, they really aren't real in your life. Yeah, um, but that's are, true. But, but they are real in your life. Mm-hmm. They're real in your life. There are people whose stories uh, you've told that don't belong to your grandmother, mm-hmm. that are your own stories. Absolutely. That have never, that have never met you. Yeah, absolutely. But have, but have a lesson that you may have told in passing on a TikTok that for some reason really resonated with them. And they will go on to tell that story and absolutely. that lesson. Long after you have forgotten it. Absolutely. It is a it is a ripple. And I think that people tend to forget, you're right, how connected so many of us are uh, across the globe and in humanity. And it's interesting because, you know, you kind of do forget that the lesson, specifically with myself and my grandmother, has a bigger ripple um, because of things like social media. You know, like this lesson would probably be mine, I have less anxiety about going to the supermarket these days because I'm like, um, my, I'm not going to be able to do that one day. So I might as well enjoy the little things that I can enjoy. Mm. Um, these small moments, you know, I, I was going up to San Jose to go see a friend of mine and I was driving in the car and I was like, Oh, I can't wait to be there. But I was like, Oh, I one day will not be able to, even drive myself up to San Jose. I'll have to have somebody take me if I'm even going. And if I can even be in a car for that long, I probably won't be able to do that. And so it's a thing of like, how do I continue to enjoy every moment? And that for me has been like the lesson for me. I went to um, the supermarket the other day and I was grumpy at one of my friends and I got I got to the front of the line and the cashier walked away. She needed to go pick something up for the person who was paying in front of me. And she walks away and she's taking forever. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to get out of here. Like I just, and something happened where she came back and I go, I, first of all, she was the cutest, smallest woman ever. And I'm like, how can I be even remotely mad at this woman? She's so cute. She had a, a bob, bob haircut. Um, a mask with a bunch of sequins and rhinestones on it. Short, <laughs> short woman. And as she was packing things, she was singing. She was like, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, how can I be anything but grateful uh, for this moment of being able to witness her? Um, and, you know, as this, light right because she's having fun she's at work and she's singing why who am i that i'm on my way to a barbecue and i'm huffy that i'm you know late for a barbecue like so it was like it because of moments like that i have with my grandmother 
I'm able to witness others as well and enjoy them and be able to romanticize and celebrate every moment. Cause that's been the other lesson that I actually have for others is romanticize every moment, make it so romantic. Like I have this, um, this old wooden stool here and I have this one small pot with the plants in it and the white paint behind it is chipping off because the sun hits it a little too hard. And just like that, I'm like, it's such a small little detail, but it's so romantic to me. And so how do I do that with everything in my life? How do I make this woman romantic Mm -hmm. at the supermarket where she's singing with her little Bob and her rhinestone mask? She must've been like four nine or something. Um, How do I make the DMV traffic um, and my ride to San Jose also very romantic because that's what life is about, right? You just experience it and you're just like enjoying it. So I think you're right in saying that the lesson is, although she may be forgetting it, maybe it is uh, for the sake of the lessons that other that will live on through me and others and what they're putting out into the universe and how it ripples out. And, and in so doing too, you know, right in the here and now, you know, I relate so much with and this I will label as impatience because we've talked about this before you and I are impatient people we just are we have all the patience and then we have no patience what I mean by impatient is you're patient infinitely for the things that we assign meaning to right Mm -hmm. you we we get you know we can wait forever for that thing that we like it's okay. Like life can take its sweet time, right? But if something mm-hmm. is getting in the way of what we see as our meaning, like we're on a path that day, we got someplace to be. I need, mm-hmm. you know, I, I gotta go. You know, mm-hmm. like you move out of the way, people make this line make you go faster, you know, because mm-hmm. there are there are, there are lives I need to touch that day, there are places I need to be. Mm-hmm. When you're in those moments and you're experiencing that woman at the supermarket, that is also the gift of your grandmother Mm -hmm. even though she's not there in that moment just in the same way as romanticizing Mm -hmm. the the potted plant just as the same way as romanticizing um the little little shortstop who's over there you know singing to herself and with her rhinestone mask yes absolutely it's like those are those are the moments. Those are yeah. the those are the moments that are meaningful that we didn't realize were going to be meaningful. Yeah. Um, on our been, way to on our way to do the next thing that's required of us. In absolutely, life. it's been really you know? amazing though. I think uh, being able to highlight a part of humanity that is so tender um, yeah. on on the digital space, like people. You know, I've been on, online for close to 10 years now and people would always come up to me and be like, I love your work. I think you're hilarious. Or, or I saw this. I think you're so much fun. Now, people, more oftentimes than not, people come up to me and they want to know how my grandma's doing. And it's the funniest thing where I'll be at a bar, I'll be at like a craft, an arts and crafts store and or Target and people will come up and be like, oh my God, how's Gladys? Like, how's your grandma?" It always makes me yeah. super emotional. You know, it, they, it's weird that people uh, are almost like have access to my heart um, and they will yes. ask me about my heart in the, the shampoo aisle, right? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, we can yes. talk about that. Like we can talk about something really deep in the, I just am trying to find a, a good shampoo. Um, but like it, it's been fascinating because it, it I can see that it does move people and connect people in different ways where they remember their grandparents or they remember their parents or, or somebody that they love that has been in that space. And I really, you know, like uh, when you see in a show or a TV where the walls are closing in and you can't stop it, but the walls are just closing in. And so I, I picture life being like a moving wall, not closing in and not destroying me, but just like a, a, a giant moving wall that is just pushing you and you can't help it. And it's just pushing you, pushing you. Um, and I'm just so, I think that seeing my grandmother and seeing these things and, and meeting all these people um, just reminds me of just the might and the power of that wall, but also just how fragile 
it is and also just how soft it is i always say that and you know i have this in my act that i uh just performed and uh that i hope to grow even more but i say that in my grandmother i can see uh the might and the power of a wildfire but i can see the sweet whisper of a dying flame all in one person and so i think that to me that is what life is i don't know the purpose. I don't know the reason. I don't know that, um, at the end of it, I will, um, I will, uh, it'll make sense to me. But what I do know is that is, it is magnificent. Right. And I think that for all the, the weight of that word, the magnitude, right. Of Mm -hmm. what magnificent means, um, you can see it in these small moments that you share with loved ones who are kind of like in the in-between, you know, whether you're dealing with like an illness or uh, the emotions of being here or there, or, or even something like dementia. Um, It just reminds you to, to, there's more than what we see on our day to day. There's a bigger life and a bigger energy out there. Um, and if you can honor the magnificence of it, I think you're already winning. You're already winning at life. Those words are very, very profound. And I'm, you know, I, I can understand entirely why people stop you in the supermarket. I can understand entirely why I love you the way that I do and find you as inspirational as I do. And I always get so excited for any moment that I get to share your presence because you are so magnificent. Um, and I mean that in the true meaning of the, of the word. Um, there's so much that you, there's so much that you encompass and, you know, of course with, Great power comes great responsibility. God, what a dork am I? I'm actually quoting Spider-Man. Um, I, I, I'm not even a huge Marvel fan, honestly. I just I happen to like the phrase. Um, but yes, with great yeah, power comes great responsibility. Yeah, mm. social media gives us gives us power and platform, right? Mm. And mm. and when you say, you know, you're in the shampoo aisle and someone's talking to you about your heart, yeah, man, it is. You are in a level of vulnerability all yeah. of a sudden pulled into that when when you weren't prepared for it. But the reality is, too, they're asking about your grandmother. Mm-hmm. What it's also doing, though, it's starting the conversation or continuing the conversation that the struggle, the light, the dark, the balance, the work, the pain, the joy, uh, the suffering, the loss all of it um, that we go through as human beings, we, there is not a person I know mm-hmm. that does not themselves or have someone deeply close to them mm-hmm. that has been diagnosed with or should have been diagnosed with something that some doctor said in a book was a mental illness. Having those conversations as openly as we would have conversations about other things in our lives, making it not taboo to talk about depression, to talk about bipolar, to talk about anxiety. Curly, when you say that you, you know, have now made yourself, you know, changed your mindset about going to the supermarket, Mm-hmm. Because you think to yourself, there may be a time when I not I may not be able to get there. Mm-hmm. You're talking about anxiety that's very real. Like having yeah. anxiety about going to the supermarket that doesn't belong to not not everybody has that same anxiety. First of all, mm-hmm. celebrity that that that's a different level of anxiety you could be faced yeah. with at any time. Somebody talking to you and that, mm-hmm. that you would very much appreciate to talk to, but you're never kind of not, you know, you don't get the same, uh, such grace, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. And it doesn't mean that it, that it doesn't take uh, a certain attitude and approach and, and readiness to, to, to approach the day and to approach your life, you know, yeah. whether it's a supermarket or traffic or any of it. Yeah. That's anxiety. That's anxiety. It doesn't have to be major anxiety that has you hold up in your house and you can't open your front door. Um, mm. And other people do have that level of anxiety. And that is very real. Mm. It's a whole spectrum of light and dark that we deal with. But 
just you saying as openly as you do, yeah, going to the supermarket sometimes makes me nervous. Like, like I have anxiety about going, you know, going grocery shopping. And I realize I'm not going to, you know, hold myself back anymore yeah. because life is too short. <laughs> when you're yeah. talking about that as openly as you do, you're you're normalizing something that for somebody else sitting in the therapeutic office and saying to someone who has a pad out, oh, Oh, going to the supermarket makes you nervous. Interesting. Okay, why is that? You know, and you're you're digging deep and you're doing the work on your anxiety. Whatever emotion you may be feeling. Yeah. The idea is the idea is being this work in progress and doing the work on such a social platform, discovering who you are that day, that moment and doing it openly gives permission for other people to also talk about the idea that they have not only a grandmother or someone that they know, but that they personally, none of us yeah. are perfect fucking people. It's not, it's not the objective. Once we learn all of our purpose, once we think we know all of the answers, we're either narcissistic or we're dead. Those, mm-hmm. are, the two, that's, those mm. are the two options. If you think you know the answer to everything, if you think yeah. you've unlocked the whole reason why we're here and yeah, you know it all from beginning to end, that's the day you die. Yeah, I also, that's so funny because even when people go like, what advice you have? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't have advice for you. Like, I'm figuring it out in the same way that you're figuring it out. Like, there's no, nobody should, nobody has the blueprint, right? Like, there's some things that I might be able to be like, look, uh, this is what works for me. It might work for you, but we're also not the same person. Um, So I think that like, yeah, you're right. That if, unless you're a narcissist or, you know, you're dead, you don't have all the answers and it is about staying open. You know, my anxiety comes from, uh, I've always had this fear of dying. Like, um, uh, because I was this queer individual that would naturally get a lot of attention. I didn't ever, um, set out to get a lot of attention. Even as a young kid, I just had a big head and big hair and, and, you and you're hot and you're hot and funny and, <laughs> and, 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 and super smart and have a killer smile and a personality that could stop a truck in its tracks. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you couldn't possibly understand why you would attract attention, but oh clearly the rest of us do. I appreciate you so much for that. No, but it is a thing where I'm just like, and so I always felt like somebody was going to take me out essentially. Like I'm like, Oh, it's almost like in the life of the rainforest, I, my mm-hmm. wings are a little louder and I'm like, I don't want to have loud wings. I'm just trying to look like one of the leaves. Right. So like even going to the supermarket, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, ah, like, um, and so it's never about the people and, and people coming up to me. Actually, once somebody comes up to me at a supermarket, I feel like estoy entre familia, like I'm amongst friends and family. Yes. Um, it's just yes. the like, am I going to die in the parking lot or am I going to die on my way to the car? When is it going to, what's the, so in saying that, like seeing mm-hmm. life and seeing, you know, another part of what I always say is, um, if we don't die young and we're quote one of the lucky ones, what do I have to look forward to? Do I have to look forward to um, this current state that my grandmother's in? Um, Or I hopefully crossing my fingers, will I be like my old neighbor back in the day when I was younger named Carol, who would um, play bridge with her other old lady friends and they would get into like their old Cadillac and go to like their local spot. Um, So it, it is a thing of, thank you for that like normalizing anxiety because yes a lot of people have it and a lot of people have it for different reasons um and it is a thing that for me i've struggled with my whole life because i don't want to i'm i'm hungry i don't want to have anxiety about going to supermarket i want to like go and get myself like some stuff to make a sandwich you know um but it it is i think that again going witnessing i remember i have this memory and i wrote about it on my instagram about hearing my baby nephews uh, who are four years old and six years old um, learning how to ride a bike and being outside the window and hearing them screaming and having so much fun and then being inside with my grandmother who who was kind of like you know talking about her aching body and I thought how interesting that I have found myself in this moment of 
uh, spirits who are outside experiencing something for the first time, um, who just got here and then sitting with somebody who is ready, um, perhaps for her exit. And so just, you know, seeing those things and again, uh, being able to recognize those moments, romanticizing those moments, I think has been the most healing for me. So to kind of like go back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of like how I deal with it and, and how I'm kind of like living with it, it has been one of the most poetic situations for me to have found myself in. Uh, it has given me the uh, rose-colored glasses, if you will, to look at life in a whole new way with a whole new understanding of I'm going to live it up and everybody else should too. I actually, today I went to go see her and I, I showed her a photo. It's a beautiful photo. It's on my Instagram and I'm, a, I'm clearly like a baby. I must've been one or a little bit before I turned one and I'm looking at her. She's laying with me and I'm just staring at her. And I showed her the photo today and I said, um, can you see like what this photo is? Like, um, can you tell me what this is here? And she points to me, the baby. And I go, who is that? She goes, that's me. <laughs> and I she love wasn't it rushed. so much. I love it so she much. Yeah. She wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. And I go. Isn't that, isn't that the funny part? She so wasn't funny. wrong. She wasn't. And then she goes to me. I go, no, that's me. And I'm looking at you. And she goes, are you making fun of me? And that, and I go, no, I'm loving you. And I'm looking at you because I knew you in a past life. Um, I go, we were friends in a past life and I'm here and excited to live, to live it again with you. And she said something like, what took you so long or something like that? Like something like, I got to remember, wow. I'm going to like go and meditate, but it was something to the effect of like, uh, where have you been or something? Um, and I was just like, you know, it took a little longer, but hopefully we get to share more lifetimes together. I always say, um, and people like to correct me on my language. Sometime I go, uh, if it means that I get to be with you again and again, then I curse myself. I curse my spirit to a thousand more lifetimes. And people are like, why is it a curse? I'm like, have you lived life? It's a bit of, <laughs> it's a little bit of yeah, a, right? and a curse at the same time. <laughs> it is, it is. And you know, the, the idea, the idea of you recognizing from such a young age, you know, that, that, that anxiety stemming from, you know, feeling that you, that you weren't going to blend in, that you weren't going to be the little green leaf. And, you know, the, the idea really that when I say to you that, that, that she wasn't wrong, you know, sometimes dying and being reborn happens in this life, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. She is, she is in infancy right now. Mm-hmm. And you are looking at, you know, you, you are the adult mm-hmm. that, that she is looking to, you know, for the answers, you know, like what, what's going on with me, what's mm-hmm. happening, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the soul searching and everything that, that goes on, not, not just physically that they, that, that we watch our, our loved ones reduced down to um, not being able to do things for themselves, much like an infant can't, but mm-hmm. that, that wide eyed wonder about life that that babies have we don't have that as adults anymore it's not it's not something that we can't tap back into it's not something where we like when you say romanticize life you know to me that's like that childlike wonder with which we look at something and it's about finding the beauty in the pain that moving through something, that feeling something, even if it's painful, mm-hmm. reminds us that we are alive. It reminds yes. us that we're still here. And I don't wish pain or suffering on anyone, mm-hmm. but I very, very much wish upon them that they be cursed with as much purpose as they can be. Because mm-hmm. in life, if if it's not for a purpose, if we are not learning and growing, but we're merely existing, why? 
Um, the last thing we were talking about with my grandmother today, as I was getting ready to leave, I had just gotten uh, home from the gym to her house. And so I was wearing small shorts and she <laughs> will mention, I have, I have, um, I have a long torso and short, thick legs. And she was like, Oh my God, your legs. Like, she's like good legs. And I'm like, thank you. And she's like, touching the hair and she's like you're you're a hairy girl i'm like yes um i am and then she goes do you have hair on your ass (laughs) and i go yes and i probably got it from you (laughs) that's amazing that's fucking amazing i mean that's see these are the moments where it's like you know what we wish we could actually go up and like say to somebody, but we mm-hmm. don't because our brain stops us. Mm-hmm. And Gladys just says it. She's just like, you know, she just gets to be like, just she just gets to be like that, 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 that kid. You know what I mean? That just like looks at you and goes, You're fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like you're, you know, like, did you yeah. do you know, do you know that you're fat? And then the person yeah. Goes, yeah, actually, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Thank yeah, you for thank pointing you. it out. Absolutely. You know, um yeah. it, it's just it's just it's just the out of the mouth of babes, as they say, you know, there's no filter. There's no filter there. Absolutely. And, and what's so wonderful about what you've done in your life and continue to do is make a life where someone stops you in the shampoo aisle and is talking to you about something that is as deep and as profound as the pain, the love, the magnitude of your grandmother. And it can happen anytime, anywhere. Your mind will take you there. Another person will take you there. To allow for that open space for something like that to not be taboo, to not be something that we avoid discussing because it's going to bring about emotion because emotion is not something to be scared of. Holding back emotion, not actually finding the people who are safe to discuss emotion with. Mm -hmm. Understanding that what you're looking for when someone asks you for advice, Mm -hmm. if I were to talk to any person that was about to approach you, I would love to say to them, instead of going up to Curly and asking him if he has advice for you, why don't you just ask him what happened to him this morning today? What did he do today? <laughs> and because I, because I promise you, if you just have him tell you the story of this morning, mm-hmm. you'll, find, you'll find whatever you know, lesson, quote unquote, or, or message you're looking for. You're mm-hmm. truly a story. You're truly a storyteller in the sense of like, you know, how it's carried down through generations of, mm-hmm. of folklore and, 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 you know, oral translation of history and time, you know, st- back to mythology. Sure. But real stories, real, real, this is who your grandmother was. Thank you this so is much. So-and-so was. It's, 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 you're carrying on an oral tradition and an oral passing on of history that becomes part and intertwined of other people's histories. And I think regardless of what our brain does, um, meaning our neurology, all of the things, you know, blood, cells, gray matter, all the things that make up the brain, the brain and the mind to me are two very separate things. When you're in a hospital room and a person is at their last moments of physical human breath. No one can tell you where and how their soul left, Mm -hmm. but they can't tell you where their spirit ended up. And to me, the true appreciation of how we all walk through this life with mental health awareness is not just the awareness of mental illness. It's the awareness of mental health and what it means to be able to hold the dark and the light at the same time, what it means to be able to be gifted with or cursed with the learning lessons that life has to offer. That idea of our story, our narrative, and allowing ourselves to be full and true human beings that encompass all of those things. 
that that really is the definition of not allowing ourselves to be locked up in a book of diagnosis or locked up in a book of science. There, there's no limits so long as we continue to speak our truth and live as presently and fully as we, as we can, making room for all people. That I think is a, is a true example that I see in you and, and that I think other people really, really benefit from is being able to listen to your story, feel part of your story and feel inspired to share their own. Thank you so much, my love. And I so appreciate you for having me on your show again. This has been so amazing as always. And me even leaving with some aha moments, um, both before we started recording the show and now as well. I'm so thankful. In each episode, we share songs that relate to our conversation that become part of our growing playlist on Spotify. You can find it by searching Get Real with Dr. Ron A on Spotify or follow the links in the show notes. For this episode, the songs chosen are The Avalanches, Since I Left You, that one's chosen by Curly. Uh, and for Dr. Renee, she chose Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters. And my choice for this episode, Hallelujah by KD Lang. Also, we share a meditation uh, for each episode, which you can find on Insight Timer. The one for this episode is called Know Your Power. Thanks for getting real with us. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronay. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Ronay or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit livetreatmentvip.com. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.